Hello and welcome to the podcast. This welcome. Is, this is a new everybody. podcast. It, it might have been like demon possessed. It was a fairly large, mutated-looking chicken. We were born in the north, but we grew up in the south. We learned all of our words from Pennsylvania. And people are like, that's toboggan. That little toboggan it's not there. a toboggan. A toboggan is a sled. Okay. Yo, it's three inches, baby. <laughs> Dude, I can't take it. Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. This is episode... One One thirty six. One thirty six. Yes. Um, (laughs) episode three or yeah, episode three of Wyatt being here. Um, Episode four, really? Because technically, I mean, you are the midnight special. special. We'll do a quick plug then. Um, we have a Spotify only episode that goes up every Friday on Spotify. It's called the Midnight Special. You can find it on Spotify, or you can go to our website, WiseWorks Films, and check out the podcast thing, and it'll direct you to the Spotify, basically. Correct. Um, yeah, go check it out. We had an awesome episode of the Midnight Special talking about yep. Psych, all the things we love about it, um, disagreements we might have about it. Uh, and then also, we talked to Wyatt last week. It got a little deep with his past and stuff and his story, which is cool. How's yeah. my breath, guys? Is it ratchet? I can't smell it. Got to think about mine it. now. I don't smell people. I haven't brushed me. my teeth since early this morning. Same. <laughs> well, early. I, I brushed early, like you know, 20 minutes. 9 30, 10. <laughs> I think I brushed my teeth at like 7. I brushed my teeth like 20 minutes ago. At like 6 30. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I do it every time i come on the podcast because i know we're going to be close we're going to be in front of a camera all right i apologize for not being considerate of you when you're being considerate of us yeah yeah worship me (laughs) all right praise joshua also i have a silver ball in front of my face yeah it'll be all right i'm wearing a hat (laughs) yeah um so how you guys feeling this week this episode today feeling great good week yeah yeah great so far good week very yeah. good week. I guess it's a good week. Um, Got your anything, car back. I did. We haven't. Do you want to tell that. that story or nah? Nah, not really. I mean, it's just car issues. I'll Everybody's tell it real quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> Josh didn't have a car because of car issues. Now he's got it back. Hey, wow. look at that. What a synopsis. Done. Yeah. Easy. What um, a synopsis. I've got a car now. But how you guys feeling? Anything exciting happened this week? Um. Buy any bikes for twenty dollars? <laughs> I don't. Just job interview. Yeah, it's well, supposed, to, yeah, interview. It's supposed to snow interview. on Thursday. It's not gonna snow. Yeah. You don't think it's, so? No, it's not gonna warm. snow. It's, it's, it's it might. It's not gonna snow. It's been saying. Now it's saying it's not really gonna snow. Yeah. But when it was saying, it was saying snow and rain, and we all know unless you're like in Canada, if it says it's gonna rain and yeah. snow, then it's not really gonna snow. It's gonna sleet. And nothing's going to stick. Yeah. You know? I guess. If not just rain. Um, or cold rain. Or it raining while it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah. It might snow. I think it will. All right. We'll cross our fingers and hope for it. But I doubt it. I hate yeah. snow. Yeah. That'd be nice to go to the beach <laughs> I really when it don't snows. like it. But what about the beach? Yeah. I like the beach. 
I even like it when, when it's snow. cold on the beach, but I don't yeah. care for snow. Dude, we mm-hmm. got to do a polar plunge uh, in oh the ocean gosh. before. It well, February is the coldest month of the year, okay. usually. Let's do it the first weekend in February. That's this weekend. Is it? No. No. Next weekend? Next weekend. Oh, man. But, yeah. Well, the people listening to this, it'll be this weekend. Mm-hmm. Dude, you got a little something in your teeth. Do I really? Yeah. Yeah, nope. What an nope. invigorating start of this episode. Nope. Nope. Keep going the other way. Yeah, right there. Yep. Got it. Is it red? No, it was like a green leaf thing. Or really? Black or something. I'm You're like eating pasta with like flakes of green stuff. Yeah. Did I get it? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. <laughs> um, so let's jump right into this episode. We're talking about something really fun. Um, we watched it for the first time, me and Josh. With are we really going to get into it already? We're, I mean, we got an hour episode. <laughs> All right. You don't think mind. we could talk about this for a whole hour? We we can, but is there is there something else you want to talk about? Do you have anything on your mind right now, Joshua? The floor is yours, sir. Your stash is coming through. Yeah, I, I'm growing a stash. <laughs> That's what's happening to me this week. Um, I apologize for it if it's a little pedoey. Um, eventually it'll grow Dude, out and get you better. You gotta do it. You gotta grow yeah. it out. You, you Dude, gotta go through yours that. Yours is coming through too, man. Not your stash, but I mean the stash mixed with the other bit. Yeah. I, I gotta have both. It's not like one or the other type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm pretty well, proud. I'm, I'm proud of both of you guys for your cool. facial hair. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just doing good too. Thanks, you never man. had like a huge, huge beard though. Yeah, it's, beard, it's still like the, still the neck beard. And I know Ethan Klein would be proud, but I'm not so definitely not a neck beard. It is when it gets long. I you when I was letting it grow for a little bit, it was a ugh. yeah. But you have enough on your jaw mm-hmm. and and enough up here and the little sole patch to make it work. To make it work at the right? same time though. Yeah, but still, you have it like all the way down your jaw. So if yeah. you shaved under here and up here and had the jaw, that's fine, man. I'm getting close to where I'm comfortable on the face. Mm-hmm. If I could pull like a a huge Jackman and get hair all the way up here, I'd be happy. Yeah. But no, that's yeah, way too far. No, I would love hair all the way up to my cheekbones. I, if I get, I would, I definitely want to grow a, like a big beard and grow my hair out because yeah. then I'm just going to look like a bear. Yeah. You know, I like it. Mm-hmm. When you, when you decide to do it, I'll do it too. But in the meantime, that the stuff on my cheeks wait, is still pretty thin. Wait, why yeah, because I'm, I want to do it with him. Mustache, grow the mustache. I've been saying me this. and Wyatt do stuff together, but you are the unique one. You do stuff. <laughs> you go get tattoos. You do your thing. He lives by the beat of his own drum. Mm-hmm. I live by. I, I live by the beat of Wyatt's drum. I I said we, uh, this, we should make this the three guys in mustache podcast. The three guys in the mustache. Yeah. Should we put like a mustache on the table. No, we are all gonna have a mustache. Oh, three guys and a mustache and the mustache the... and their mustaches. <laughs> three guys with mustaches. Yes that wait okay so this is interesting the three speaking of tears mustache tears um this is interesting so we've talked about branding a good bit but we already we have started a brand so you know we say crazy crack daddies for fun we, we you mean i you do i don't say it as often um we kind of also are leaning into this <clears throat> idea of the topic and things of being a geek yeah. and making a geek out of the people that come and listen to us because we're going to talk about things. If you're not a geek about something, then maybe our conversation will be like, this is super interesting. I like it. 
Yeah. I might be a geek myself. And it's because we talk about things that don't really matter but are super interesting. Yeah, which right. I guess we'll see as this season progresses, but we've had some deep conversation outside of the podcast that I would like to bring into the podcast. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, uh, I don't think you're going to have as much trouble turning people into geeks because all you have to do is l- look for something specific, mm. right? Like I looked... I looked up a specific line from the movie that we watched mm-hmm. and went on forums and and people on forums are like I mean just there's just thread after thread after thread of them being geeky. People on the internet are sort of embracing it. I think it's know? a great thing. I really do, especially in today's world, man. We got to have something to care about that's lighthearted and doesn't hold a lot of weight. Right. You know? And even if we aren't like the pinnacle of geeks, like people that know stuff would come to us and be like, you guys don't know nothing. You know what I mean? Right. Where At least you... we can be a spokesperson and we can have conversations with the true geeks. It, yeah. Is that what you were getting at with branding the podcast? Yeah, because you started talking about mustaches. Yeah. Are we going to brand it the mustache podcast? I wasn't. No. No, I, I can brand myself well, we're as wise, mustache. We're wise you can brand podcast. yourself as mustache man. Okay. Okay. For those of you, if this might be your first episode. why culture has deemed it so unacceptable for a guy to just have a mustache. It's not. Just it's just got to be a good mustache. It's got to be Tom Selleck. It's got to be Captain Hook. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going for. Right. Would you do me a favor, Joshua? Would you pop the audio recorder up on the table over there? It's okay if it's in the shot. I just want to I want to keep an eye. Oh, it's right next to me. I'm sorry. My bad. I thought it was on the other side of you. No, I'll just go to the Yeah. I just wanted to keep an eye on it. That's all. Why do you feel like you need to keep an eye on it? Well, I'm using a new microphone. I want to make sure everything works well with it. That's all. Right. We don't have to keep talking about it. Um, But what? I, what? I, wow, crap. I was going to say something. Oh, for those people who this might be your first episode, I think maybe it'd be a good idea to give a quick idea of what this episode, what these this podcast is about. <laughs> One, it's to follow us along the journey of making films and starting the company WiseWorks. It's what it's always been. Um, It's been us being open and exploring ideas and telling stories and following us along the personal journey of starting a business from scratch. Um, The other thing is a storytelling podcast, and we can tell stories for ourselves. We can talk to other people who have cool stories and experience life vicariously through their (coughs) verbal communication. And then the other part is uh, a geek podcast where we talk about things that are fun. Yeah. So if this is new, welcome. We're glad you're here. Yeah. Um, so I've got my saying, crazy mm-hmm. crack daddy. Yep. I'm going to have the mustache. <laughs> what do you guys got? What do you guys got for us? I would like to eventually brand myself in a way that I dress like a modern day pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got to do it. You got to put put one step into it. I'm I'm stepping into it. I What's just don't have step? enough paraphernalia. Uh, I'd like to start wearing like a gold, an actual gold chain with a piece of eight that has meaning to me around my neck. Okay. Um, I'd like to wear shirts that have like half button ups kind of thing, where I can button them up and leave a little bit of chesticles showing. Um, maybe a slight tattoo. Poking. So out. basically, every artsy director kind of look yeah. but maybe also might get some puffy sleeves <clears throat> in a very tasteful modern way 
Okay. Ooh. Like with a white shirt. With like, you know what? Maybe not puffy, but with a little bit of embroidery at the yeah. end. Yeah. You know? A little I think embroidery. Maybe just a, just a hint, just a slight. Wear like yeah, yeah. leather leather vest pullovers. Yeah. You know? Let, what's the, the first step to do that? Very though? sort of. I need to buy it. On solo. Um, kind of, yeah. So you gonna buy this? I love, I love the pirate hat, but it doesn't fly in today's world. And I'm definitely never doing a fedora. That's crazy. Well, the thing is, what never goes out of fashion, mm-hmm. right? From from ship life, pirate life, um, uh, bandanas, yep, beanies, never go out of fashion. Beanies is like kind of my go-to right yeah. now with the pirate look because it's like, yeah, sailors did wear hats that's oh, similar yeah. to beanies. They wore be- straight, straight up beanies. Up. Yeah, and they wore them sideways and stuff, yeah. you know? Make it look like it was a part of their head. <laughs> right. You just got to get, like, a really old, like, brown or gray beanie with, like, holes in it and kind of frayed around the edges, you know? Mm-hmm. Just to give it that worn look like it's been out in the sun. Yeah. That would be a cool brand. Yeah. Maybe wear, like, leather around my wrist, too. Yeah. Like, Lots of bracelets. Of yeah. And rings. Yeah, and brains. (laughs) That's my thing, maybe, in the future. We'll see. Okay. You got a thing, Wyatt? Uh, I feel like... um, I don't know that I have a style, exactly. Well, it doesn't have to be style. I mean, I just... uh, Crazy Crack Daddy is my thing. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't have any catchphrases. Um, You could be the beard guy. No, because I don't have enough for the beard. You could work towards it. I can I can work towards it, but mm-hmm. um, I, mean, I don't know. I feel you don't, I, yeah, nothing's set in stone, but you know, we'll come up with something this yeah. season. Yeah, we'll have our own thing. Yeah, yeah. This season is exploring, and that's a beautiful thing. Can we get onto the topic yeah, now? Let's go for it now. <laughs> we I we talked a little bit. Good. Now. Thank you, Joshua, for that. I appreciate it. We just it. need to ask your permission real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua's the one in charge here. I don't for think being you, honest. Uh... He's like our mother hen. Also, well, just to go back to this microphone no, again. Um, sure, microphone. I don't think you do this. But if you ever wanted to sponsor us, that's like all the audio we use. Uh, I literally got wait, a cheaper no, no, dynamic no, microphone. No, you need to reach out to them personally and not talk about it on the podcast till they reach out to us. Hey, if you want to make money on us promoting your stuff, give us some ad reads. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all we use. So be throw us a bone. Come on. Have you even tried to contact them yet? No, I was looking on their website legitly. Mm-hmm. I was looking on their website to see if they had some kind of partner program or whatever where we could like maybe do affiliate links. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, I don't think they have that. Not yet. I didn't do – maybe I well, didn't find most, it. Yeah, most companies don't just put that on their website. You just need to contact them and see. Like send them an email. I know Amazon does it, so mm-hmm. we could probably do affiliate links through Amazon for Shure microphones. That would be cool. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to the topic. Topic time. Topic time. We watched a movie. Huzzah. Huzzah, ladies and gentlemen. Bangarang. <laughs> Bangarang. <laughs> Rufio. <laughs> um, we watched a movie that me and Joshua watched for the first time this past weekend. Mm-hmm. It was really good. An 80s, no, 70s movie. Uh, 79. 79. 79. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, it was very good. I came into it expecting a lot, and it delivered in my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about it's it at delivered. length. We're getting into the geek stuff. We like movies. 
we like stories. We like analyzing things. Mm-hmm. Wyatt, what did we watch? We watched a film called, and and I like to specify, I don't call things films unless I feel Why like there is, unless I feel like there's like an artistic. Um, so you're calling this a film? Thing to it, yeah. Okay. This is very, it's very much a film. I agree you know? with you. It's it's almost an art piece. There's some bits and pieces that are kind of hammy. What would you just call like uh, not a film, but it technically is un- under the genre of film? Like uh, I, I don't know, um, like a comedy, like no. Um, I, well, Peter McKinnon like, calls what he does films, and right. he's a filmmaker, but he doesn't really make films. Would you consider, I don't know. I wouldn't call I don't like know why this is popping I would, in my head like the Sandlot. Yeah, that's a film. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it's I would got consider artistic. That a film. Uh, well, because that one has, um, and it it also has nostalgia wrapped around it. Okay. But I I'd, I'd, I I don't know that I would call like Avengers: Age of Ultron a film. That's a movie. Okay. Right. Interesting. I feel like it's a long form TV show. I know it's not under no, no, the no, category I'm, of TV show, but it kind of. I'm is not with... talking about the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, well, right? We Which I would a... categorize as something different. We went on a tangent. You want to say what we watched? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm why? sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this film is Alien, directed by Ridley Scott. If you haven't seen the movie, good old Ridley. Yeah. If you haven't seen oh, the movie. I didn't take it Maybe not for, you know, those under the age of, I don't know, 13. It's a rated R movie. But it's good, though. But it's, it really is. I mean, visually, it's visually pleasing mm-hmm. to look at. Absolutely amazing. What were your initial thoughts, Joshua? Um, I know you guys are going to get into it. My opinion on films in general, especially when I think of this, specific topic i'm thinking of like lord of the rings the first or basically all the lord of the rings they're very uh they don't use as much animation it's more uh what did you guys call practical it? effects practical effects so with like, the exception of Gollum and yeah you know, but like the orcs the are in actual suits and things like elephants. that yeah you guys brought this up where there is a lot of practical effects in this film. That's and pretty I appreciate much almost that. all. Yeah. I appreciate effects. that a lot more than something that's just digital and done by a computer. I'm pretty sure even the spaceship shots, that's all miniatures. Oh, yeah. Like they don't, they yeah, didn't really have good animation software back then. Well, that's what Probably Star not. Wars was. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, Star Wars. Did this Wars come was, out before or yeah. after Star Wars? Uh, Star, yeah, after. Star Wars was like 80. I don't want to say this wrong, but like, no, 85. I want to say, I want to say the first one was like 77. Oh, so Star Wars so, might have been first. I, I think it was a little before. Yeah, just de- definitely fact check that because I, I might be wrong. What are uh, we looking at here? Uh, for Star Wars. Star Wars. I'm a wager. I'm a wager. Star Wars came 77 out before. Was the first one. Oh, you there were. I was spot was on. the second one, and 83 was okay. Return of the Jedi. So, 83 so, was so it came out time. after Star Wars, right? But you know, this is this is Ridley Scott, right? Mm-hmm. It's Blade Runner, Good right? Ridley. So you know, you know, I I feel like he was really. Um, at least at this time, trying to make those films, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and this is this is I would categorize as, and I'm sure it probably is on movie websites categorized as a um 
horror thriller sci-fi, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's one of the first of its kind. I mean, because have you guys ever seen Life? No. Okay, so it's got um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds and some other big names, and it's on a spaceship orbiting mm-hmm. Earth, and they they find life, right? And it 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 it's essentially the same premise as this movie, mm-hmm. and it is good. Oh, I remember, I remember seeing. Ads I would say, for this. you know, I would say watch it because it yeah. is good, um, but it's not this, mm. right? This is first of its kind. Um, man, Jaws came out before this, also, didn't it? This is almost like the space Jaws. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to compare it to that. I think Jaws is, on, is under its own subcategory, or like its own category compared to this. Well, I mean, or anytime you have, category. anytime you have. Um, monster. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be an animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be, you know, a giant shark, right? It can be an alien, right? Anytime you have... Wait. Alien? It's about <laughs> aliens? <laughs> Wait a minute. And technically, technically, me. there's like, there's, there's two aliens that you see in the movie. There's the yeah. facehugger alien, and then there's the alien, the xenomorph. Which, the facehugger... Mm-hmm. Is that like a creature that carries? Yes. The either the eggs or the yes. DNA or something yes. of the alien. So, um, it, you you haven't seen the second one yet, mm-hmm. but there is a Can queen. We go to the next slide. Well, okay. the next slide I want I want to talk about the lead actress. Okay. So there's there's a queen, that's the next. and the queen lays the face hugger eggs, right? Mm-hmm. And it and from what I've read of of people theorizing or what, whatever Ridley Scott has said, or, um, the if there's like one xenomorph, mm-hmm. right? It it'll sort of, I guess, morph into the queen, mm-hmm. right? If there's no other, if there's no queen present, and start laying face hugger eggs. Gotcha. Um, which I guess we'll learn more about that yeah. when we see the second. Yeah, you will. Um, can we, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> I don't know. I would just uh, feel like you're waiting to talk. No, I I was gonna talk like go in a different direction, not talk about the alien as much, and call them out for the the tropes that they put through in the movie. That's which like, one specifically? Say, there's a lot of them. Uh. The like sexualizing the female actor or the token black dude or the just those type of things they kind of just threw in there. I know it was was back in the day, so they those were still common occurrence things, but yeah, they um, you know, it it's it's it is it I wouldn't say it's trope heavy, even though it has some tropes, yeah. right? Well, it was trope original, dog. Right. Um, <laughs> they made up the tropes. But I, I, I'd say the token black Wait, guy yeah. trope for this movie, it you know, works simply because, um, unlike modern day, it's not like, you know, it doesn't feel shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and you know, especially back then, you know, this is still, you know, we're, you know, this is still on the on the the end of the, you know big equality movements right mm-hmm. and um is and, that is that why and i didn't even notice this until you just said that is that why do you think he brought up so often that he wasn't getting paid the full amount like no. everybody else 
no, because um, he oh. doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like he's you know an unequal member because yeah. he's black. It feels like he's an you know he's he's. Why did he keep bringing that up then? Because he and the other maintenance guy, the other crew. I guess they oh, okay. were they were like they, they were like weren't... maintenance crew like working on the engines and stuff mm-hmm. right and they get a lower cut yeah because they aren't um uh I guess they they don't they probably don't have the space knowledge right you probably have to go to academy yeah and so okay. that you can Makes learn sense. how to fly a ship and you can learn how to navigate space they don't have to know that they just have to know how to fix the stuff mm-hmm. right and uh and you know it's a stressful journey lots of mining lots of time and space yeah um so that's what they're that's what they're going on about so you wanted to talk about um the main actress um um ellen ripley yeah you had an interesting take on this before we even watched the movie yeah about women in films and the narrative of displaying powerful women on films. Right. Which I agree with because women are powerful and they do have their own sense of personhood that mm-hmm. should be represented in almost every film unless a story specifically prohibits it. Don't sacrifice a story for a message. And it's a different it's a different kind of energy when you have a female lead. Yeah, exactly. And also and she was she was a, this this movie has a female lead, which I think was great. I think it worked really well. Well, you see in this one that um, it's basically just her trying to keep her cool, right? Mm-hmm. Because it is it's a it's it's a horror movie, right? And yep. she's just trying to stay calm so that she can live. Mm-hmm. The second one is when she really becomes like woman, like power. Right? <laughs> it she's really good in the second one, <clears throat> like a badass. Yeah, I know. Uh... Going back to the maintenance guy and this conversation we're having, they didn't give us much background on these characters. Don't need it. Yeah, you don't need it, but it it would give a little bit to it. Um, does that go into any background on the second one? We didn't um, watch the second one. You get you get a little bit of um, not really of her past, but sort of her her current life as it stood mm-hmm. bef- during the time frame of this movie. Um, but it's drastically changed in the second one. Yeah. Um, Which it probably ha- would if you're the only person on Earth that has seen an alien. Right. It's also been like 80 years or something, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't find her ship. What? So, at the, so the beginning of the movie opens with her, them finding her distress signal. Something happens. Her ship goes off course. They don't find it for like 80 years. So Did she's she been in the cryo. Pod? Yeah. So she's oh. been in cryo for, for a long time. Um, but... I don't think the movie needed background for the characters because... It didn't need that much, but I think it would have given us a little bit of something like... Um, did you ever watch uh, Passengers with um, Chris uh, Chris Pratt and... Yeah. Um, who's this? Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. It's the, kind of the same concept. They just wake up on a spaceship. Yeah. That's how it begins. Same as Alien. They didn't give us much background except for we know she was a writer and he was like just what a maintenance guy or something. He wasn't. He like, was going to work on like farming equipment. Yeah, he, he wasn't like a a well educated person. He was just along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. 
So I, they didn't go that much into it, but at least they give us that in yeah. that film. That would have been good for this film. Yeah. That's an interesting See, take. I just, I feel different though. Uh, I feel different <laughs> about because it's like, that's part of the ambiance of the movie. You're thrown into this situation yeah. with these people who, mind you, probably don't know that much about each other. Yeah. Because they, they got on this ship, which is probably almost fully automated. Okay, this is me giving, as a filmmaker's perspective, there's two ways for you to feel sympathy or feel emotion through a character. One, they're a little kid that's cute, so they have the cuteness factor. Or two, we build a relationship with this character by getting to know them, by mm -hmm. getting feeling their emotions and getting to know their dislikes, their likes, and we didn't get that. What they should have done, the scene where they're around the table just talking, mm -hmm. maybe it, they should have just thrown in there like, what did you do before this type of thing, type conversation? Right. Just like why hates around the table I scenes. I know you though. hate it. But <laughs> give no, me no, like no. A, but you're right. I I would have preferred that over the traditional what they did in this movie. Yeah, because get, like a five minute conversation of what did you do before you came yeah. here? Maybe have her have like an emotional story where they do a really long dolly in. Yeah, just having like four minutes of her explaining her backstory in an emotional yeah, way. I can't. I can't get no, behind four, it no. because sacrifice just, four minutes and just two, give her some background. I can't. All you no. all you need is two. <laughs> all you need is two, and Be then we would have gotten some background and had more sympathy right off the bat for because, her. Because well, I don't in in I in this. Well, not even right, her for all the characters. I don't care. Right, who they were. I care who they are, right? And and how they're reacting to these situations, you know, I don't think has anything to do with their yeah. past. And I think it's I think it's a I think there's a place for it in mm -hmm. storytelling, but I think um I think that would have also given a little bit of an interesting like twist on the story if while they were having this conversation around the table about their backstory, the guy who, spoiler alert, if you, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler. that was a, a robot, if like they asked him, what what did you do? And he kind of gave him this vague and then he kind of slipped up what he did in his past because he never had a past. And they're yeah, like, what? You, yeah, but that they would have programmed that into him though. Yeah, but if he had like some kind of slip up, we're like, that's weird. This guy has And something. I ate lunch with the dinosaurs. Because it was weird to me. When you were like, what? He was a robot this whole yeah. time? And you never expected it. If they just threw in a small hint that was like, his background is, is odd. He's There's something odd about him. The timeline. The, the storytelling, mm -hmm. I think, specifically for Ash, yeah. the, the robot character, is the best. Mm. It, it is the best because okay. when, they're, when they're on the planet and he's like, what do you see? <laughs> what is that? And he's just like no emotion. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Well, get back to the ship, right?" Mm -hmm. His and his acting is superb throughout yeah. the movie. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll give and then to you. and then, yeah. you know, when when uh, Ripley is saying, um, um, "Don't get confused." Her name is Ripley. The director is Ridley. Right? <laughs> no, I was about Ripley. to okay. Say so that. so Ripley is saying. Um, he's he has to be quarantined for 24 hours because we don't know 
we don't know if if there's some sort of bacteria we don't yeah. know what this creature is mm-hmm. and ash just opens the door yeah right just does it. and then Defines throughout orders basically throughout if you watch his character right and the way he reacts to things and the way he, he he'll side glance at people almost like he's trying to gauge what they're thinking okay right Maybe I almost need to like watch a, it again and, and one of the one of the uh forums i went on somebody mentioned it's almost like a child right mm. the way he looks at people just dead in the face yeah. to, to gauge their reaction his you got to watch it again cuz his acting yeah. is super you know what i bet he could have a friendship with a female and not show any emotions yeah probably <laughs> not cuz he's a robot <laughs> i doubt it <laughs> i doubt it <laughs> he'd like oh, try I to disagree. hold her hand and start sweating milk <laughs> well, um, i disagree <laughs> so but i think ellen's character shines through Sigourney Weaver who plays mm-hmm. Ellen Ripley um because you know she she you you from the beginning she's i guess almost sort of like suspicious mm-hmm. right cuz her acting indicates like you know she's calm but it's almost like a yeah, inquisitive calm like yeah. a what's going on right now i'm not you know almost like she's been trained to be calm Right. Well, she would have to be if she's like yeah. the first mate, yeah. or she's not really. But when uh, she says to Ash, when um, when they're during the quarantine scene, she says, mm-hmm. "When when Kane and the captain, I forget yeah. his name, yeah. when they're off ship, I'm in charge," and he just directly disobeys her. Mm-hmm. Um, just throughout, she goes, she 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 maintains her cool even in the end. Right when she's very very frantic, it's I mean, it's fantastic. What did oh, you? Yeah. What did, yeah. What did you think? You're kind of being a little quiet here. I'm just listening. Um, I think it's very interesting. Uh, her character came through really real. The biggest thing I noticed really was real. So she wasn't fake. Not mm-hmm. fake at all. Okay. Um, when I say that she she came off as it felt like it was a part of her training. Mm-hmm. What I mean is it's that that's literally what spoke to me in the moment when I first saw her reaction to something. Like when they when she found out that the face hugger alien was that they got exposed, the dude's like in a coma or something mm-hmm. and she's just like Wasn't we she have, the- we have like uh, we have a process we need to go through and she's like keeping her cool in most cases, any human's gonna be like, "What the heck just happened, man? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, tell me more. I haven't seen it yet." She's like, "Chill." Mo- and she was the first one once it detached from his face. She was the first one to go in the room, wasn't she? There were three of them. It was the captain. But she was kind of walking her. into the room the first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it actually lands on her head, I believe, yeah. and and she f- does freak out there. But anyone would. Yeah. But look, yeah. look at her face right now in this picture. Yeah. That's that's literally it's stone cold, observant and like ready to fight. And she's you always know? she's always Sigourney Weaver has always played these kinds of characters, mm-hmm. except in. Um, I guess Galaxy Quest, <laughs> where she played kind of the ditzy blonde character, who even then was uh, uh, a very straightforward character, very 
uh, forthright character. Yeah. But she said uh, in the in the Galaxy Quest documentary, she was like, it was really fun <laughs> to sort of, you know, I, I play these serious, more serious roles and then to play, you know, sort of a sort of a more lighthearted you know kind of girly character she's like i really enjoyed it i wish i could play more of those (laughs) right well she does well in the serious yeah um and that goes well she she plays and probably is a very strong woman which these shine through and are a lot more influencing to Mm -hmm. me more than like and we're gonna hate on it because they do it for a message and everything but the wonder woman movies yeah you know i mean we've talked about it what do we no? I wouldn't talk about that much. Not not here on the podcast. Okay. What do we talk about then? It's just we talk about how. Well, about the Wonder first Woman? Wonder Woman did not land, at all. What do you, what do you mean by uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, the mm-hmm. one that came Gal out a couple years yeah. ago? Mm-hmm. It it wasn't a good movie, um, and I know she's a superhero, but it just didn't feel like there was much behind it there wasn't good character development there was weird moments of them trying to shove in it's like look this how, narrative look of how girl strong power. she is look how strong she is look how strong she is she's a freaking superhuman how yeah. is she not going to be strong yeah you don't whereas, have to keep whereas, saying it you know a character like you know ellen ripley isn't a superhero right but and, she's stronger than strong and, and, and wonder woman yeah and you don't have to mention it yeah you don't eat didn't didn't even have to say anything you, prove you watch it. yeah you prove it show don't tell yeah, show right. don't tell. Um, what are you looking at? Jeff? I don't know. I, I I have the digital copy of Wonder Woman. Haven't seen it in so long. Like I watched <laughs> yeah. it once. Um, I think I watched it twice. Well, um, something that was weird to me. Go, go ahead. Go, go no, on. you're fine. Why the heck did she bring a cat into space? Because she loved the cat. Well, think about it. Um, I'm thinking I was, about it. I was trying to make the point earlier. I don't know where we got distracted. Um, um, they don't know each other. Right, they probably only interact when they're getting the ship into space, when they're putting it on course, um, and then when they're dropping it onto the planet they're mining. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long they mine, but they may even go into cryo for that, right? And then they they get out of cryo, they put it back in the air into space, they set it on its course, they go back into cryo, and then they get up to to take it into the planet. Mm-hmm. to earth or the space station or whatever right so they don't know each other like super well mm-hmm. probably this is probably they're probably contracted and hired through the company um and so you know she brought the cat because it's you know probably it's her friend mm. you know it's she she wants companionship and so she needed a cat okay right um I know when I watched it, the first question I had was, "Did the cat go into cryo too?" It did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it did. It kind of showed us that at, the at the end. end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something. Why? And this probably gets more answered in the second movie because we don't see so much of the cryo. She, you said she's like young, still eighty years into the future. Mm-hmm. I guess that they don't have. What's the movie with uh, Mel Gibson? He basically does the same thing. Uh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, Forever Young. Forever Young. Elijah Wood and... Uh... I wanna be forever young. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. But, no. Tuck for... Everlasting. That's the one you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck. <laughs> well, no. Uh, in that film, he does kind of similar to Cryo, but once he wakes up, he ages really quickly. Right. So why don't they do that? 
well advanced technology yeah that it's it's literally explained as you know advanced technology in what? in that one it is a it is a it's first experimental of its, technology it is the yeah. first of its kind type machine right Whereas and all they did this, was basically well, freeze it because i saw mel gibson do it in his movie <laughs> no 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 in, mel gibson in the mel it, gibson movie i'm saying the machine is the first oh, of yeah. its kind yeah. right whereas in this you look at the cryopods and they're pretty you know they're clean they're slick lines very crisp looking you know it looks like technology yeah. that's going to keep you alive mm-hmm. okay um i guess but yeah it makes sense let's um, well go ahead well what do you want to move on to i was gonna say we should talk about the alien okay <laughs> which i okay yeah why did it grow so fast that was weird i was not expecting um that. i would say that is simply um that's simply, you know, we need, we need the villain. Okay. Right. We and have the setup. How did it grow? Did it eat stuff on the ship? No, it just, it just, just grew, grew just and then shed grew its out skin. Of yeah. Air. It just ate air and grew. Yeah, it just grew super fast. Well, I mean, it gestated for you know like a day. Mm-hmm. You know, it it didn't take long. So obviously they uh, they grow really fast. Mm-hmm. I guess. I think this might be one of the most interesting adaptations of an alien ever. It's super creepy to look mm. at. Yeah, no eyes. Can't no eyes. Wide, wide mouth. Mm-hmm. A tail that's haunting, man. Oh, yeah. The tail is crazy. Um, it almost teeth looks robotic, of, uh, but it's Metal not. teeth, yeah. Yeah, it almost looks robotic, but it's got it's more skeleton. It probably is robotic, though. Than it is, like, the- guts. Well, in I guess it's it's mostly again fan theory type mm-hmm. stuff based on the suit that they put on to the person in the original movie. I would but love to play that character. There's almost uh, when you look at it, if you see a full body shot, right mm-hmm. of you know pictures they took on set, it almost has a um, you know it's got like tubes coming out of its back, mm-hmm. and and that one specifically, the original, almost looks biomechanical. Like it's got some sort of um, like like its body almost has uh, you know wires and more tubes. yeah more you know like robotic ish features mm-hmm. but that could simply be from the costume yeah aspects because in this one this is a pick actually from the uh, the most recent Alien movie which was terrible um, Does, uh, Resurrection and I'm gonna looks, okay I'm gonna look up do you have happen to know maybe you do without me looking it up who created the costumes or the suit for this no um while he's looking it up i'm gonna say i think okay look what's the next slide real quick also, i think we should talk about the chest bursters well real quick uh, about the alien let me go back it doesn't eat people yeah you notice when it opens its mouth it has a little tiny mouth in there right that extends mm-hmm. and kills right because like right so how how does it, it it i don't think it kill i don't think it eats people right mm-hmm. what and actually you see what it does with the people in um in the second movie and what is that i think it uh they may eat people no it they take them back to the queen um, so that they they're like put, bees, so they can put uh, chest bursters or uh, um, face huggers on them <gasps> to grow more. 
John Molo. Molo. What's he involved in? Molo? Molo. Molo okay. or Molo? Saying it was like Japanese inspired. Yeah. Hmm. So Japanese style oh, inspired a whale, design. Uh, Whalen Yutani. That's the company. And the company is the Whalen Yutani company, is the one they work for. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's also the, the company from Blade Runner. Oh, Wayland, really? Yeah, Wayland Yutani. So it's the same universe? Technically. What? Ridley Scott has said it's the same universe. What? Cool. Have, have you even seen Blade Runner? Not the originals, no. The new one? It would make nope. sense. <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense because there's, you know, Blade Runners about sci- or like robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Do you even know what Blade Runner is about? Not yet. Okay. You, we'll talk about that. You'll we'll enjoy, watch them all. We'll watch Blade it. Runner. You'll enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. We, we got to watch both. Um, I mean, like Ryan Gosling, he's in the second one. So uh, we definitely got to watch that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the chest burster. Oh, since you, yeah. Since you said, since the purpose of the alien. Yeah. You mentioned chest bursters. This, this thing. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> Freaking. So that's the baby version of the alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super creepy. Right. Um, Along with this, let's preface this with talking about the practical effects in this film. Yeah. Um, Which we kind of already did, but We kind of already did. Talk about it with... Practical effects in this movie are great. Yeah, when they're... uh, After he detaches himself from the face and they're dissecting it, that was gross. Yeah, because it looked real. Yeah, the 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 face hugger looks like a real creature. Yeah. the way it the way its uh, little tail wraps around Kane's oh, yeah. neck, and it's just yeah, and it's good old Kane. Yeah, <laughs> man, Kane. But so all of the the sliminess, the grossness, the movement mm-hmm. of these little creatures, like the chest burster. I mean, that's got to be robotic or puppeted or something. Right. Yeah. Um, it's quite crazy why we've crazy moved away in crazy. cinema. Crazy. Why, why we're like, okay, yeah, we'll put a little practical, you know, in a gunshot wound, put a little practical yeah. effect on it. Well, but then you look at it's like, cheaper. yeah, but then you look at like the Patriot and they're like slow motion. You got boom yeah. and all that's practical effects. I mean, you got, there's something to you. Marrying practical effects with well-done cinema. Now, granted, practical effects can be corny. Mm-hmm. But this movie, like you mentioned, there's the, the alien was a guy in a suit. Right. It could have been done very cheesy, but they, they Ridley Scott like edited his piece together yeah. to only choose stuff that made it look haunting and not cheesy. Um, I'll say like I I one of the one, a very scary scene in the movie um is where the captain's going through the vents mm-hmm. right oh, yeah and and he turns the corner and the alien is there but what I kind of find funny about the scene <laughs> is instead of the alien like jumping towards him with its face it goes <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like a little jazz hand right <laughs> jazz you know friggin kind of reminds me of a another film that was done not as well as this. It reminds me also. And uh, kind of cheesy. Um, bunch of crazy crack dads trying to create a film called, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, 
Dying of the leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was something to it. Yeah, yeah, but you know, your your effects were practical. We did yeah. do practical effects. Right. But, uh, and, and there was a guy in that suit too. There was you. It was a you. <laughs> yeah. um, but like I, I'll say, you know, there's and something Zach, uh Zach, bracket. Yeah, there's bracket. there's something about practical effects that's haunting. Yeah. Right. I mean uh I'm I know the answer to this question. Have you ever seen the Dark Crystal? Why you okay. ask? <laughs> um, well, I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't yesterday. watch it until I actually haven't seen the full original Dark Crystal movie, um, but I did watch the Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance on Netflix, mm-hmm. right? The TV show, and the um, the it's all it's almost all practically they're puppets. The mm-hmm. entire movie is puppets, right? Yeah. Um, but it's so poignant because of how real the the puppets look they're life size right mm-hmm. um so so yeah these these it's haunting because i haven't seen the real full thing is. but i've uh someone recommended it to me and i watched it a little bit of it not much oh uh, uh the dark crystal yeah well but th- probably the original film here's the other the thing thing on netflix um because it's done by What's his face? Jim Henson's, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Jim Henson. They're Jim Henson puppets. Um, the the puppets in the show, the Skeksis, uh, at least, are some of them are from the original movie made back in you know like the eighties or seventies, right? Mm-hmm. So the how to keep your hands on something like that? They keep them at the they keep them at the the shop at the puppet shop. Puppet. Oh, where, so we yeah. Just, we just go to they the puppet have a, shop. They have a, That's where they keep. They them. have a studio, right? Yeah. They don't throw away these puppets. No, they're worth right? money. Um. Do we have some of our? Uh... Yes. Okay. So the, either uh, costume for the yes. beast. Okay. Either this, either the alien costume is in one of these puppet places, or somebody owns it, like, or the director has it, or something. That would be so interesting to freaking. Maybe we should do this. What? I know there are filmmaking museums out there. Yeah. But we need a good solid one on the East Coast filled with classic like our generation and future historic pieces of cinema art. Yeah. That can be put in a place for people to admire. Like imagine a little patch of dirt from actual New Zealand, like a piece of grass from the Shire that you can put in the this <laughs> i yeah. don't know well let's you know or the door from hobbiton let's say one um one piece of practical effects in this movie that didn't land i know you have it on your notes is the christmas lights <laughs> so when the ship is landing right on the, on the planet the mm-hmm. alien planet there's like christmas light looking <laughs> things well they turn them on they say like landing lights or right, something yeah. you know activation or whatever and they turn on and they're just like they're just blink. these rows of light. It's just like a little blink. <laughs> like it's then, not much. But I guess I, you know, I, I, I sort of tried to explain it away by saying, oh, maybe that's some sort of uh, uh, custom job they had to do because the the light, the running lights on the ship went out, so they had to string up some new ones. But this was a truly string of lights because yeah. it wasn't even even. It wasn't even a straight line. It was almost. Like, it was like it was. There was no right. Turn on the lights, Scotty. <laughs> um, if you don't mind, go ahead. Um, I'd like to, even though I don't know as much about this subject, mm-hmm. um, the uh, 
cinematography yeah. mm-hmm. of this movie and and like you were talking a lot about the lighting the the lighting in the hallways mm-hmm. right and the way it looks and and I've every time I watch this movie I am flabbergasted at the resolution right yeah that at just how crisp everything is and yeah. it could be it could be that it's in HD but man does it look good well the thing is like i think i mentioned this while we were watching it but for those it's it was done on film obviously they didn't have digital cinema back in the 70s um if you can remaster the the thing is like when we received vhs tapes or dvd copies even it downsized the resolution Mm -hmm. um in a big way in a really big way right um but the originals, like they use very nice cameras and film that doesn't have, doesn't operate in pixels. It operates in chemicals on a piece of plasticky material. Mm-hmm. And essentially, if you don't expose it to light or damage in any way, you can blow it up to as big as you need to. And it yeah. doesn't l- really lose resolution. Eventually, you have to turn that into something that's going to limit the resolution. Mm-hmm. But now with modern technology, they they must have had to remastered. Yeah. In some because way. I mean it looks like you could you, you could feel the texture mm-hmm. of the walls or of the, you know, anything that you see in yeah. the image. Cuz if you got that same movie on VHS. I mean, the what we saw was probably what people were seeing in theaters back then. Yeah. But you couldn't get that on a VHS. But I mean like I mean like you know the the scene where um, uh, the one character walks into the the big room with the the dripping, mm-hmm, you yeah, know, yeah. the chains. Right, that looks so good. The water, the drips yeah. and droplets. Anytime there's there's droplets like really close, it looks so good. <laughs> yeah, know? and the the lighting you mentioned. First off, they. I'm sure it was just a big set with a bunch of rooms mm. or maybe even a medium or small set that they just keep putting new stuff in that those rooms yeah. um, if they were on a lower budget. Either way, the lighting setup they had must have taken a lot of planning and a lot of work to get done mm-hmm. because the thing is you can light something as simple as just a person in a scene and that can take up to an hour and a half just to get the lighting right, which they did a lot in this movie. I'm curious. How long did it take to make the movie? Oh, I have no idea. Probably at least a year. No, more than that. I mean, this is back in the day when things took a lot longer. Yeah. So the budget was $11 million. Uh, That's pretty small. Yeah. So. Does it say how long it took for them to film it? Um... But the the lighting. Let me look. Okay, if you watch it, obviously it's in, supposed to be in space, in a spaceship. Everything is coming from the spaceship, all the light sources. Mm-hmm. And it's also set up to where it's not like we just have in a in a room. You don't just have like a light on the ceiling that lights it up. Now you like there are safety precautions in ships and stuff, and it's similar you find in airplanes. You got to have lights on the floors, things like that, for it to feel realistic. And so, they went all out. I mean, with the light, the light rays that they would do to tell story to create shapes in the images with these long halls, and you have like a blue light coming through, and then a red, and a green, and blue, or whatever. It 
was elaborate, and it was mm-hmm. a lot of light. So Alien was filmed over 14 weeks from mm-hmm. July 5th to October 21st in 1978. Okay, so pretty short. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm curious. There must have been a lot of planning going into that because that's not something you can just show up on set and be like, the actors are here in three hours. Let's set up the lights. You yeah. know what I mean? That's not something you could do. They must have been setting up the lights at least a day before the actors right. even showed up in this these scenes because it was yeah. very elaborate and it takes a long time to get it right to manipulate light in that way. Unless they were using some kind of mechanism or idea that they came up with that made it easier for them. For because, lighting. For lighting. Because lighting specifically was no, crazy yeah, in this movie. It was it awesome. It was good. It was really clear. Yeah. And lighting lighting is what makes things is, is just as much as storytelling as as any as the the writing and dialogue and actors themselves, you know? I don't know though. I think they probably it was a combination between the set design and like the lighting crew or someone who was in charge of lighting Gaffer. that got together and made it made the sets made it good work. because it was all sets. Well a so. good a good gaffer can come in and just be like see the set. He's doing some gaffing. He he's gaffing away. Yeah, um, that place. A good, a skilled individual could just come in, see the set, and be like, "All right, what's the tone of this scene, and what is the actors like? Where are the actors going to go?" That could have all been Ridley Scott as well. It could have. I mean, this director. That that's the thing that people don't know about directors. Directors have to know about everything. They don't yeah. have to do the physical work, but they have to they have to know about everything. And in some ways they have to trust the people they work with to accomplish their vision. Yeah. And to fill in the holes, right? But a lot of times the directors are touching everything. Yeah, good old Ridley. Back how in much, the day. How how, how old is Ridley now? I have no idea. Oh. How much time do we have left? We're about an hour. An hour. So. Um Real quick, I, I, I would like to talk yeah. a little bit, and if, if you guys have any thoughts, weigh in on this, mm-hmm. about the philosophy of the movie. Okay. Right? Um, I saw, I've seen a bunch of stuff that's like, oh, you know, the Nostromo represents, you know, the human mind and the pathways and the blah, 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 whatever. Um, but, you know, I think what it shows is... Um, you know that this this crew of characters right mm-hmm. they can they can adapt and they can overcome right mm-hmm. but when um and this isn't a this isn't a murphy's law type movie mm-hmm. right where you know if it can happen it will happen mm-hmm. right it's orchestrated by the computer right mm-hmm. by ash to uh, to make sure the alien gets to Earth. So even if the entire crew dies, um, even if Ash is destroyed by the alien, right, the the ship is still going to be on its way to Earth. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it, it shows that the characters under this kind of pressure, that they're sort of being thwarted at every turn. Right. Mm-hmm. It's less that I mean there's there's moments 
right? Like the the room with the chains where, you know, the guy is killed, yeah. right? But other scenes, it's more like they're being thwarted, yeah. you know? Uh, in the vents, you know, it's there. And when, when they're trying to get ready to um, to to get off the ship, right, on the smaller vessel, right, it attacks then as well. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, it's hard to shake. It's hard to shake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, and it's it's the the fear of the film, the stress. Right. Like I was saying earlier, you can see Ripley's character just sort of slowly deteriorating. You know, towards the end, she's just running places, and when she sees the alien in the way, right, to tr- as she's trying to get to her ship, um. You know, she runs back the other way to try to turn off the explosion of, mm-hmm. of the main ship. And she's just, she's freaking out, yeah. right? But but even then, she, you know, kind of... Kept her wits about kept her. Kept her son. wits about her. Mm. Um, yeah, it. I mean, yeah, probably what you're saying. But I also think there's, there's a deeper um, thing that's just, we got parasites in all of us. And yeah. we better watch out. Yeah, because they might come. A parasite. Your chest. If you let the parasite in, it can uh, it can destroy or go everything. through your chest. Yeah, or yeah, burst out your chest. Yeah, uh, I have. I'm interested to hear you close out your your idea because I f- okay. you you, yeah. you were talking about it. Where's kind of the landing point of what you believe the message of this the film? Um, is? Well, the message is definitely the probably the parasite analogy that is it, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it doesn't just happen, right? Sometimes it's let in, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes it's let in by somebody you, you trusted or something you trusted. And what is the parasite you're talking about represent? Anything. Anything in your life, anything, mm. you know. Like drugs? It could be drugs. It could be people. It could be an idea. It could be an idea. That literally attacks your mind and your being, and you have to fight to keep it out I or mean, to, think to, about, to survive from it. Think know? about a person, right? Think about you've got a friend group, right? And um, somebody's like, oh, hey, this is my friend. I want to hang out with them. You know, I want them to hang out with us, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you say, I don't know. I, I don't know that I like them. They kind, they're kind of uh, – they don't seem like they fit, and then somebody else says, no, let them in, let them in. Yeah, they just right? do it. They just and open then the door anyway. That kind <laughs> But you knew that who that kind of person was, and mm-hmm. they can destroy your friend group. They can destroy your social circle, right? Yeah. So it could be an idea. They can try to destroy you. It could be drugs. It could be people. You know, it's a it's a poignant thought. Toxic. Powerful. To- yeah, toxicity. Yeah. yeah. Toxicity, and that includes that that I was very much along the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now. When you mentioned people talking about the brain, that's interesting because I had a similar idea about why I mentioned ideas Mm -hmm. is because I think it really resonates on many levels. Um, You know, they, they, they went to a place they were unfamiliar with. They caught an idea Mm -hmm. against their will, but now it's there and it's latched onto them. Um, You know, sometimes our ideas, we can't shake them. And they can shake us to our core or something we learn or someone tells us and they can shake us to our core and we have to essentially fight, fight them off. But they're, they're happening 
they happen to us against our will, like you said, um, but they're all happening in our space. Yeah. And it makes things so dangerous and they just keep coming up and you can't evade them because they're hard to shake. Well, if you think of, I mean, if you can, if, if you're, if you're putting it in that terms and you think of Ellen Ripley as sort of the person, the Nostromo is her mind, right? Yeah. Um, she escapes, right? Mm-hmm. She escapes the idea. She escape. She, she survives, but she's never going to be the same. Yeah. It really right? messes with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, um, did you have any favorite lines? Because I do. I have favorite lines from the movie. I did. Um, I, I guess granted, I, I've seen the movie a couple times. Yeah, I didn't. Nothing stuck out right off the bat. What was it that one dude said with the nose? He just kept repeating. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Um. Yeah, I, I guess I could add to what you guys are saying with uh, the mindset. There's a lot of people around you, but they could be fake. They could be robots. So watch for those fake um, people. This guy. I have... No, that's uh, true. You're a robot. You're a uh, robot? <laughs> probably. I live with him. He is a robot. No. Um, yeah, you didn't see me charging my batteries earlier. <laughs> I handed you those. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, give me my batteries. So my favorite line of the movie is when um um when they when they they dis- destroy Ash, mm. right? Uh and they reset up his head, yeah, right? And yeah. they plug him back in and he's talking about what the alien is, what it means, why they did it. And he says, "Makes you want a glass of milk." Yeah, it does. <laughs> he says, "You know, I can't um you know, I can't give you the exact odds. I can't tell you, you know, right? He says, but you have my sympathies, mm. right? That is a fantastic line. And then he has one other line in the movie that I guess always sort of boggled my mind or sort of made me think is there's t- they're talking about the creature. They're talking about, you know, the fact that it killed a guy. It's human-sized, right? And yeah. And he just... He's just sort of thinking, and he just like under his breath says, "Cain's son," right? Mm-hmm. And and when you know he's knowing he's an android, mm-hmm. right? You know, you know he's it's an ominous thought, right? What is you know he's he's thinking about what it can be or what it could do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's you know, and and of course you know there's people who pointed out that you know the name Cain in the Bible is you know a a um nomenclature mm. am I using that right for I murder I don't even know what nomenclature <laughs> a nomenclature means. for murder like a like a, a representation of a murderer I don't think yeah. that word means what you think it means nomenclature <laughs> <laughs> like a know. representation yeah. of like yeah. murder right yeah. and uh you know that you know, Cain's son, this yeah. thing that came from, you know, him uh, and probably has his DNA, right, to make it humanoid is, you know, attacking and killing all these people. Which yeah. I wonder that's probably why it could it could breathe and survive in oxygen. Yeah, that's well, that's how that's how they explain it. They explain um, either in later movies or in forums and lore and whatever um, that that they take on the DNA of the host mm-hmm. uh, so that they can survive in in the conditions that 
that creature survives in. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Cain's son, this is a birth picture. Yeah, it, it really was. It, it's a but gruesome, it, terrifying It scene. came out of his chest. It ripped him open and killed yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Uh, you guys ready to end this uh, thing? Or you want to keep going? Uh, we can uh, we can end it off. What do you what do you think, Wyatt? Um, any any other thoughts? Oh, they. <laughs> who would smoke in a spaceship? That that stuck out to me I right away. I was this, like seventies, early eighties. It makes sense. But who would smoke? <laughs> I I clarified this though. We're it we're in the future, right? Where this kind of technology is commonplace, mm-hmm. right? Where the kind of work they're doing is nitty gritty, yeah, right. Nitty-gritty. Where they're on a highly advanced technical marvel, yeah, right. This is their work conditions. Mm-hmm. When people are when people are on on the construction site, you see them. They're standing around. They're smoking, right? Yeah. Um, it's not a hospital, you know. Yeah. Uh, there are parts of it that are a hospital, and parts of it that are very clean. Right, but you see them smoking in their quarters. They're smoking in in the the kitchen kitchen area. Right, it the ship would be designed for filtering that. filtering that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, people it, gotta it, get their nicotine. I think I think what it shows mm-hmm. that specifically, what it shows is that is that these are just people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Came from the same place. They need they they need their uh, dried out tobacco leaves. Yeah, some of them need cigarettes. Some of them need a cat. Some of them need food. <laughs> they need their gum. <laughs> some of them need their gum. <laughs> and uh, friggin', some of them need milk. 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 If you know, did did you notice that when he's talking to um when he's talking to Ripley, he's standing there and she's like, "Why'd you open the door, Ash?" And he's like. Oh well, you know, and he's talking to her, and he's drinking milk. No, he is drinking milk. milk. Yeah, man, that guy's just so milky. You don't maybe think he just, about maybe it. Maybe he was drinking milk, and that's what set him off. He like well, you don't. He think was trying about to be human like, and he's like drinking milk. He's like, this is what they drink. You don't think <laughs> you don't think that you size. don't think that maybe he is you know refueling, right, with milk <laughs> with where with the stuff that he puts in his body. It looks like milk. Yeah, that looks like milk. And it pours out of him. Oh, man. Yeah. He's like, when he opened his eyes, and he was like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it freaking... That's like, such a Ew. funny transition to me, because they go from puppet, head, right? And they're like, Ash, right? And then it, and then you see this, the screen change a little bit as somebody walks in front, and it's, it's definitely more human. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> It's like he's trying to talk right away. Went from puppet to... <laughs> to just pouring out of his mouth. Human. Head, human yeah. Head. Practical effects, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's do a quick plug for stuff. Sound good? Ladies and gentlemen, that was the episode of the Wise Works Podcast. We have a show on Spotify called The Midnight Special. comes out every Friday at 10 a.m., and 10 p.m. p.m. not a.m. <laughs> yeah, uh, we also have a website, Wise Works Films. Um, there's a lot of subcategories there. You can go see freelance work that we do, uh, films we have done, podcast stuff. But create. Go to the podcast category. That's pretty cool. Um, you can check that out. Yeah. Um, and we also. What else do we do? We also have Instagram, Facebook, and all that jazz. 
Yeah. We have a channel called WiseWorks Create where we actually at this are we going to release the video at this point? I think it'll be released at this point. So at I'm this thinking. point, we are releasing a video we did with a mural artist video mural artist named what is uh, her name? I didn't film with her. Amy name. Bruce. Amy Bruce here local to Virginia Beach. And go watch that. It's pretty you can cool. Go check out um, I think it's everything. Got yeah. it all, man. I think that you're gonna get over. People are gonna get overwhelmed thinking, past this. Like, ah, he's like, "Do we have more something else?" We have a Patreon, but no one's there. <laughs> <laughs> we got a. Never mind. Do we really? We do, but oh, I. Oh wow! It's plans for the future. There's nothing on it. Yet. Patreon Wiseworks ENT. No, <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope not. I made it a while ago. Anywho, yep. thank you guys for listening. We're very happy, and we hope that you enjoyed this conversation about Alien. Leave us and leave a comment if you like us to watch and talk about movies in the future. Aliens, aliens the sequel. <laughs> yeah, or maybe Primal Fear. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I want to watch Primal Fear. Let but. us know if you've seen Primal Fear and you're interested. Uh, if you've never heard of it, let us know also. Yeah, it'll we're going to do it anyway. It'll help us gauge. Probably, but. maybe not. <laughs> uh, anyways, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow the Spotify. Keep an eye out for when we eventually get on Apple Podcasts. Um, and when we do, go follow us there. Thank you for listening. Thank you. This has been an episode of the Wisebergs Podcast. We're here to make geeks out of you. You going to say that? All right. Good day, good night, and have a good morning. Pluto. All right.